OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Allison Aletha. How are you, Al? Pretty good. Kind of adulting, but I'm just because I got one weekend left before before our event, so I'm like Ooh. trying to get some stuff taken care of. I'm so excited. I'm so stoked. I looked at the timer. It says five days, twenty two hours. Wow. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the Zelda Dungeon Marathon here in just a second. If you did not know, um, because I'm looking right now, and I see that we have a commenter that is uh, the first time commenter, just made it to our live recording, so that's awesome. Hello. If you did not know, we record live on Twitch every Sunday, so you can actually watch the episodes in real time a day before they hit all of the podcast apps. So uh, we're doing that right now. We're live on Twitch if you ever want to come and hang out with us um it's a it's a it's a great time we were just having a little bit of fun with uh you know the secret before the show conversation that that also was live streamed on twitch so um yeah we're having some fun with that all right i want to talk about something though al and i was in a bad mood okay and uh i'm gonna bring this up i'm gonna talk about it and hopefully we're gonna move on we're not gonna talk about it again however i want to speak to a lot of people listening right now to this show that felt the need to uh, reach out with some negative comments, some negative reviews, some negative input about our uh, stance on pro-choice. Now, I had a lot of people come and tell me, keep your politics out of my Zelda podcast, I don't want to hear it. Um, this is a, a safe space and don't don't put politics into it, blah, 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 blah. And so what I'm going to tell you is this, uh, if that made you uncomfortable hearing a one to two minute spiel in an hour and a half show good you should feel uncomfortable um because i agree with you actually i don't like putting politics into my shows even though we have a history of doing that with our black lives matter show that we've done with our trevor project raising foundation that uh, that the stream that we did for omega metroid um so there's there's a history of that in our shows but i agree 
I think that keeping politics out of the show is a good thing. And that's why you don't hear me talk about stuff I believe in, like defunding the police or abolishing the filibuster or anything like that. Okay? But what I'm going to tell you is this. The, the right to choose and the right to autonomy and the right to privacy and the right to dignity, that's not politics, okay? That's a basic human right. And if you're going to argue with me about that, uh, let me reiterate. I strongly, strongly recommend that you find another Zelda podcast to go listen to, okay? That is a human right. It's not politics, okay? So I'm going to put that out there, and uh, you guys can feel free to disagree with me. But if you do, like I said, I strongly recommend that this show is probably not for you, okay? Because, like I said, it's not politics. It's basic human decency. Now, that being said, now that that's out of the way, uh, if anybody feels and likes the show and they feel like they want to drop us a, a cool review to maybe balance out some of these uh, these one stars that we've got from, uh, you know, the, the, the Mitch McConnells of the world, then uh, you feel free to do that. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll read them out on the air. So there you go. Uh, do we need to talk about this anymore or can we move on to some other stuff? good to move on okay I, I think we're good okay well we're gonna be moving on very quickly to chicago and yes. uh what day is it it is a it is a Day's fine sunday, sunday. so yeah. we fly out on uh on friday hey. so we got five days how many hours 22 22 hours five days 22 hours and uh count the minutes so, so basically t six days but yes still. yes and so uh, we want to talk about, we're going to be talking about many, many bosses in the Zelda series today, but we also want to talk about the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, which is coming up, which is going to be absolutely massive. And um, we promised on Twitter yesterday, we promised a big reveal, a guest reveal that is going to be happening at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. So should we just go ahead and, uh, and tell the folks what that is going to be? Let's do it. All right. So. I have tweeted out before, many a time, who would you like to see as a guest on the ZeldaCast? And one of the most consistent answers that I get that we have not been able to make happen yet is another Zelda podcast. Guess what? It's happening next Sunday. Next Sunday at 10.15 a.m. Central Time, not Spateri Time, Central Time, live and in person we have David, the founding uh, creator of another Zelda podcast, coming to the Zelda Dungeon Marathon to do a live recording with both Allison and I. And then we are going to be recording an episode of another Zelda podcast afterwards. So you, you want to you, you take Super Smash Bros, throw it out the window. You take Avengers, throw it out the window. This, my friends, is the biggest crossover event Ever in the history of Zelda podcasts. Maybe it's the first crossover event in the history of Zelda podcasts. I'm not sure. I but don't know. <laughs> uh, it's going to be huge. We've uh, we've been working on this for a long time. Um, David has a penchant for recording in person. He is, uh, he, that's the way he likes to do it. And everything just happened to work out that we're going to be in Chicago. He's going to be in Chicago. Uh, you know, maybe stop on by, maybe sit in the chair, maybe talk about Zelda. So that's going to be really, really, really exciting. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. I've I know a lot of 
uh, members of the Another Zelda podcast team, and everyone I've met has been so awesome. We had Celeste on uh, a while ago, and she totally destroyed us in that, uh, what was that, like, Guess the Zelda game or whatever, in 16 Questions. Oh, what or char- character was it? Guess yeah. the Zelda character. Yeah. When, when, when Celeste when Celeste said that Ocarina of Time was on the Wii, which I, technically it was, but uh, I haven't forgot about that Celeste. I was I was convinced that I was gonna get you guys with that flower lady, but she guessed it like really quick. I was like, ah, oh, dang it! But yeah, she was good. Yeah, so um, that's gonna be awesome. Really looking forward to that. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be one awesome thing in a in a week of awesome activities. So. Um, Let's talk about the Zelda Dungeon Marathon here for uh, for a quick second. Yeah. So we're kicking it off on uh, next Saturday. So we're going to fly out on Friday, and then the show gets started on Saturday. And uh, it's going to be a 10-day, 9-day? The event itself is 7 days. Us oh. being there is 10 days. I see. Okay, so 7-day. Yes, I know, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. It's going to be a 7-day... Uh, 24-hour live stream of all of the Zelda games. There's going to be so many different games, so many different gimmicks. It's going to be super fun. There's tons and tons and tons of donation incentives. Um, and, of course, uh, we are raising money for for Starlight, uh, which is a great charity that uh, I, I encourage everybody to check out. I was on their website a couple days ago, and it's just a, a top-notch charity. So that's going to be... Um, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Um, and just actually a, a quick note, I did mention at the top of the show that we are going to be streaming, um, or that, sorry, that we do stream every week when we do our episodes. So next week we are going to be streaming not on the ZeldaCast Twitch channel, but on the Zelda Dungeon Twitch channel as, as part of the overall marathon. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I, you know, I've been marooned in Canada for the last three years, so I haven't, uh, I haven't been anywhere. And it was a little bit easier for for you guys to, you know, travel domestically. So I think you had a chance to go last year, but I did not. So I am really, really looking forward to seeing all of my, uh, my, my Zelda dungeon family in person again. Um, I, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I'm super stoked too. I, I'm what for one thing, I'm, I'm really excited to just get away. I feel like kind of burnt out with jobs and stuff. So you know, on top of doing such a cool thing for charity and for children, hanging out with your friends and stuff, it's also like a nice time to just get away and from, you know, life, the world, work, whatever. So as much as you can like tune in, it you're included in that. Every viewer is included in that. So tune in. It's a really good, fun, positive environment <laughs> and we just have a good time. Uh... Um, <laughs> are you going to read that? <laughs> Uh, our our buddy Elias Thompson, uh, founder of, of Metroid HQ, by the way, uh, he is not. Co- he's been banned from the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. He's in Twitch uh, chatting with us, and we have a different Zelda Universe representative who I'm very excited to meet, and uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to introduce her to uh, Malort because that oh no that's that's a requirement. There's Malort. <laughs> there's the J Lethal promo. There's Woodman's, and mm-hmm. uh, there's probably something else I'm forgetting but uh yeah it's going to be it's going to be awesome I'm uh, I'm just looking at the the schedule of games right now and it is it's pretty wild so we've got uh we've got a couple different gimmicks of different games here going on that are like you almost have to see them to believe them and in fact I actually I can't even imagine so we're going to be playing a link to the past um a different kind of a link to the I, I can't remember what it is Al do you 
It's it's yeah. uh, it's a different kind of a link to the past. It's either randomizer or crowd control or something like that. But we're gonna be using a DDR pad to play. Okay, so uh, I if if I I think you could kind of freely go and and whatever. So like. I'm going to be uh, a hot, sweaty mess if I try. I'm going to do like three dance moves and be like ripping sweat off my uh, off my forehead. Um, so there's going to be that. Uh, Al has been practicing and practicing and practicing the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. So that's going to be a competitive race, Al. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, solid second place for that one for me because. Yeah, I, I'm going up against somebody who's pretty good at that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to have Zelda trivia kind of yep. spread out throughout the course of the event, which was a big hit um, last year. We've got a couple world record attempts going on. So uh, an all Lionel run of Breath of the Wild, whatever the hell that is. We've got, uh, we've got Age of Calamity um, world record attempts. So that's, that's going to be a thing. And we're going to get those world records because no one else has ever played the game for these specific categories. So uh, go Zelda Dungeon. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be Battle Quest. There's going to be like actual like puzzles that we put together. Um, there's going to be Roll Goal. Really? Roll Goal? Uh, which, which, by the way, I was signed up for. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't told. I, was, I, I didn't volunteer. I was told you are playing Roll Goal. So we I don't know how that works. We decided you needed more Twilight. Eleven hours of Twilight Princess isn't enough. Yep. For Mossy's that sick man, he wants me to play even more. Uh, so yeah, Let, let's go over the games that we're playing here, Al. So as everybody knows, uh, I'm going to be playing Twilight Princess, and uh, we've only allotted eleven hours for Twilight Princess. So I will almost guarantee that I will not finish. I'll probably be done City in the Sky at eleven hours, maybe. If I'm really rocking. Uh, I've already forgotten everything I remembered about my playthrough that I did last week. So that's good. Um, I'm also doing uh, an Ocarina of Time 3D run. So that's going to be cool. And in fact, it's it's against uh, it's a copy editor battle royal on that one. Sounds fun. So uh, I also won't win that, but it'll be a fun time. <laughs> you know what, though? I So I, I was looking. It's, so it's you, me, Rod, and Judy. Judy. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know if there's a clear favorite amongst this group. Because, like, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to win. But I'm like, do I think I could beat Al in Ocarina of Time? Yeah, I, I kind of think I do. I kind of yeah. think, I think, I, I think I might. Uh, yeah. Rod Rod is, uh, he's kind of around our level. But I think JC is probably going probably gonna to take it. I think she's been practicing. Yeah. So, And that would be nice, actually. Because the last time that she was there, she was robbed of a victory. Um, through a faulty 3DS, so yep, uh, yeah, yep. We'll, we'll have to see about that. We've got uh, uh, Minish Cap Mayhem coming back. Uh, so in years past, I've been pretty competitive in that. I'm not anticipating being competitive this year. I think I'm gonna get uh, knocked out pretty quick. Yeah, hey, it's gonna be fun. Uh, what else? What else? We're doing. Oh, I got a couple dumb o'clock assignments. I don't know about you, Al. I got Cadence of Irul at dumb o'clock. I got Tingle's Rosy Rupeeland at dumb o'clock. I got, uh, uh, what else am I playing? The original Legend of Zelda. Uh, I am playing that. I have not practiced at all. I will have one Joy-Con. Gooey will have the other. So, uh, there you go. And I have I a fun time. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it for me. And, of course, I'll be playing, like, some Four Swords Adventures and CDI and blah, blah, blah. Um... So you're doing Spear Tracks. We know about that. Yeah. Um, you're doing... We talked about Ocarina of Time. We know about that. What else uh, What else are you uh, playing here, Al? 
Um, I'm gonna be jumping into Triforce Heroes and Four Swords, of course, and then I think I'm gonna be, um, I don't know who the captains are and whatever are of Breath of the Wild Bingo, though, but I usually am a big part of Breath of the Wild Bingo, so I'll definitely do that. And, and then a bunch of the miscellaneous, like, um, side things that we got going on. Right. Um, I'm just looking right now. So I'm supposed to be doing something called, uh... Let me let me pull it up here. Stall for me for a quick sec here, Al. Um, well, I I really uh, am excited about Breath of the Wild Bingo, and I I've been captain I think the last couple times, so I'm hoping that somebody else is the captain and right. that that I kind of get to just play casually this time. I haven't played Breath of the Wild in almost a year. Um, here we go. Here we go. So I I am doing something. I I just saw this this morning. I, I was not I was not told I was nothing I was I just looking at it on the schedule so there is going to be a Captain N panel allegedly uh, that that is going to be happening as kind of a buffer in between I think it's right after you've done Spear Tracks unless I'm looking at the schedule wrong Al um, but Gooey and I are going to be hosting a Captain N panel whatever that means so we're we're gonna have That's a good awesome. time yeah oh another gimmick that I get to do is we're doing um. We just it's like random we haven't done this before but we're doing the slide puzzles in wind waker oh and yeah i probably played the slide puzzles once did you almost i, I kind of like those i feel like i'm kind of good at those i'm just like i know rachel has done them before in the past so i'm like rachel you got you gotta sit next to me during the slide puzzles yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just uh copy those notes uh so anyways it's gonna be it's going to be super, super fun. We're really looking forward to it. We hope that you guys uh, tune in and uh, consider donating if you can. If you can't, uh, that's totally fine. But what you can do is just spread the word about the marathon. Um, once again, the, the Starlight Children's Foundation is a charity this year. And, uh, you know, that Starlight basically, uh, their mission statement is to deliver happiness to seriously ill children and their families at more than 800 children's hospital and healthcare facilities across the United States. So awesome charity. It's going to be an awesome event. It's starting in, my God, uh, five days and uh, 22 hours. So that's going to be one, a lot of fun. One other thing I think that we're forgetting to mention is the Zelda Dungeon Marathon song, the theme song. Oh, yes, Marcus yes, Edges. yes. That is, have you heard it yet? Mm-hmm. You listen to, oh my god, it's yep. incredible. It's amazing. So I'm going to be sharing that on my Twitter. I'm sure that Zelda Dungeon has been sharing it on their Twitter. Um, so definitely go check that out. It's an amazing piece of art from Marcus Hedges, who I have a bunch of his stuff on Spotify, his orchestra Zelda stuff. Right. And it's beautiful. It it focuses on like child link. For, Twilight, for from, child, uh, you know, yeah. Starlight Child. It's, it's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Beautiful. I love the last, like, 40 seconds. Uh, you know what else? Thank you for jumping in, Alex. I was, I was being a little bit premature. But you know what else is uh, one thing that you can do as well that will help for, you know, donations and stuff towards Starlight. And it will also help you look like the coolest kid in school is you can go and cop the new Zelda cast swag. So I've ordered a hoodie. I've ordered a hat. I've ordered a bunch of stuff. So that is over at the at the shop as well um, as finally, 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 there is virtual theater merchandise. Virtual theater, the podcast about video game movies and stories that shape them. 
as well as there are some shirts that are specific to Allison. There are shirts that are specific to me. There are just general Zelda dungeon uh, shirts with like the logo on them. Um, there's, there's tons of different shirts. There's Gooey Fame. There's DJ. There's Lulu. There's, uh, my God, there's, there's just like everything fashionable that you could ever want is in this Zelda dungeon store. Um, I'm going to be bringing my Gooey Fame t-shirt, my Talus Gym t-shirt this year, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look real slick when I'm when I'm playing 11 hours of Twilight Princess. So Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, There's a lot of exciting things yeah. that are happening with this. And I think pretty much every bit of... Uh, I know that all the profits go to... From, from any merchandise sales go towards Starlight. I, I don't know I, I don't know if it's a hundred percent of like the actual money spent because there are some costs associated with it but every, every bit of profit right to uh, right to starlight so you can look cool and you can do a good thing yeah there you go that's important all right now that we've shilled for a long time here Al should we talk about mini bosses which is actually what we're here to talk about today yes let's do it. All right, um, so we were shilling for a very long time, but uh, it's time to get to the meat and potatoes of what we're doing today. So I had a, a revelation playing Twilight Princess last weekend. By the way, I was playing Minish Cap yesterday. What an awesome game. I love Minish Cap. You need to play it, Al. You need to replay it. It's so wholesome and charming. The dungeons are so good. The music is good, which is incredible because it's a Game Boy Advance game, and the music's typically not, you know, very good. God, that game is awesome. I was having so much fun yesterday playing playing Minish Cap. I played it twice. There you go. And then I well, thought... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I'll replay Minish Cap for a retrospective episode if you replay Spirit Tracks. A deal, deal. I, as soon as I get back, okay? As soon as I get back, yeah. I will I will play Spirit Tracks. Because... Um, okay. I feel like uh, I, I feel like I've got. Let's see. Actually, I bought Death's Door, which is a Zelda-like game, so I, I'll play that first. But then after that, I feel like I've got a couple games here. Like I was starting to play Bloodborne, and I just I don't know if it's for me. Um, I want to get Elden Ring, but I want it to be a little bit cheaper. I think it'll be like half price in like a couple months. Uh, so I'm gonna have you know a, a, a thing on my a blank spot on my schedule to play Spirit Tracks, and I can blow into my 3ds and do yes. the do the flutely do. Uh, anyways. So my point was, my point was, okay, as I was playing Twilight Princess, and I was in the Goron Mines, and uh, I was doing the mini-boss there, and I get to the final boss, and the final boss is just kind of like a wet blanket, and I was like, they should have switched these. And I started to think, like, I, I wanted to go back throughout the series and discuss mini-bosses that, uh, that were cooler than the final bosses of the actual dungeon, which is actually not as easy as I originally pitched. So I pitched this idea, and then, um, you know, both of us were kind of gung-ho about it, and then both of us were like, ah, this is kind of tough. Like, there's not that Sorry. many. <laughs> I think we ended up on seven. So we also wanted to talk about some honorable mention mini-bosses that are maybe not cooler than, like, the final boss, but, like, as cool, or, or very cool in, in their own right. Right. Yes, I agree. So, should we let's start with honorable mentions here. Okay. Um, and and I actually I would be very tempted to put this as like an official. It's cooler, but I, I I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't quite that brave. But the the one 
maybe my favorite mini boss in the entire series is the Poe sisters from the Forest Temple. And um, I know a lot of people really, really, really love Phantom Ganon at the end. And it's very, it's a very cool fight. Very cinematic, very uh, creepy, good use of your new item and stuff like that. But I really do love the thread of going throughout the the Forest Temple and, and finding all of the Poe sisters. Um, the actual fights, with the first three anyways, are, you know, I mean, they kind of are what they are. They're nothing really special. Deku nut, wait, shoot, blast repeat but um once you get to the fourth one i think that's kind of like a, a cool little fight where like you have the the poe sisters spinning around you and like you gotta you gotta take them out which one's real which one's not i know that for like veterans like us there's a really really specific tell about which one is is the real one or not but i think that the whole the whole like presentation this is why the forest temple is my favorite temple ever the whole presentation is so cinematic and ethereal and uh, creepy yet beautiful, um, and I think that the ghosts are like a very very cool like representation of that. And the the colors like when they come together, I think add a huge portion to that. So I I don't know if I could say that I think that the Poe sisters are cooler than Phantom Ganon, but I think that they're probably as cool. I mean, I wouldn't say they're as cool, but I understand what you're saying, and I understand, like, I I, I get your respect for them, because I, I feel that, too. I I mean, I personally just think that Phantom Ganon is, is one of my favorite fights in that, um, or bosses in that whole game, so I it's hard to even say as cool as. But, no, I hear you. I think they're a cool thing, and it, it's... What's really, really nice about them is they take place throughout the whole dungeon, not yeah. just the middle. So yeah. I think that, you know, makes them stand above a lot of other mini-bosses. Like, maybe 80% of other mini-bosses, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they just have a, they have a, way, a, a cool way of taking you throughout the dungeon, and then you fight the super cool boss at the end. Yeah, um, and, and they're kind of, like, recycled almost to an extent in Phantom Hourglass, which I also think is, like, one of the coolest boss battles in that game as well. So I really like that, that concept. And they're kind of recycled. Well, actually, let's just talk about it right now. They're also kind of recycled in Arbiter's Grounds. Um, yeah. And the the name of it is escaping me. I didn't have this on my list, but you had it in yours, right? Oh, <laughs> you mean the um the uh the what the heck is that? He's basically Maybe... like the big Poe. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. so Death Sword. Death which Sword. Nothing like no mini boss that you put in Arbiter's Ground is going to be cooler than Star Lord. No. Star Lord is such an awesome fight, but Death Sword was like so different and kind of like unique, and it really took on that kind of like real looking, dark, gritty um, feel of Twilight Princess, and like just kind of threw it at you, and it was yeah. super cool. And he does it; he's like sealed. At the beginning, the sword is sealed, you know, yeah. and he becomes unsealed and he's flying around. You have to attack him as a wolf and as a link. And it just it has a good way of utilizing all your skills up until that point. But it's so like different and creepy and awesome. So, yeah, not as cool as Star Lord, obviously, but a very good honorable mention, I think. I think so. Like, I, I think that you could say that. Oh God, what is I'm sorry. Al, what is this guy's name? Sword. Death Sword. <laughs> All right, Death yeah. Sword is going to work just fine. All right, so I think you could say Death Sword looks cooler than Stalor because, like, the design is very awesome, and that, the fight is also actually very awesome as well, with, like like you mentioned, like, uh, 
I, I really like when Twilight Princess integrates, like, like the wolf into, like, puzzles and into, like, fights and stuff like that. Um, so I think that in terms of, like, what he looks like, it's a very cool fight. It's very atmospheric. But it is really tough. Like, I think Star-Lord is one of the most fun boss fights in the entire series. Like, it's, yeah, it's hard to beat that. It's hard to beat that. And just, like, you're zip-zapping around on the slider, which is, like, one of the most fun items in the series. Uh, and I want everybody to know, I'm giving, I'm putting Twilight Princess over right here, so make sure we remember this. But um, that, that's such a fun fight. It's so fun that it's it's tough for, for a mini-boss to stand above that fight. But I would argue that you could put that... Uh, Death Sword. Why can't I remember this guy? What is wrong with me? Why can't I remember this guy's name? I think you could put Death Sword in almost any other dungeon in that game, and it would be cooler than the final boss. With the exception of maybe the Forest Temple and maybe Snow Peak. I mean, I, I don't think I would go that far. I feel like one of Twilight Princess redeeming qualities is, or like top qualities is its bosses. So Yeah, okay. But I I get where you're coming from. It's still a really I, cool mini boss. I think. Well, I think he'd definitely be cooler than like Armor Goma or uh, uh, Morpheal or uh, uh, okay maybe the maybe the the big flying dragon is a is a stretch too. But I it's it's a solid mini boss is my point. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, okay. Another honorable mention here is. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to save that because you have that on your official official list. So I had it as an honorable mention. Al put it on her official list. We just combined our list, so never mind. Um, you're ready for this? Frog guy from Majora's Mask. His mom probably gave him a name, but I don't know what it is. Oh but my it, gosh. it is the mini boss of the Great Bay Temple. And I, I want to say this is actually like the second time that you fight this frog in this game. Um... All right, yeah. are you ready? Yeah, I'm are you ready. ready for its name? Yes. Gecko. Its well, name is Gecko. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gecko uh, from Majora's Mask. So I I think that this isn't so much a case of being a really awesome mini boss as I just like hate the, the final boss. Uh, Georg. Georger. Mm-hmm. Awful. Not not a fun boss at all. So uh, by definition. This boss, mini boss, is almost cooler than the final boss. If it was like a cool mini boss, it would definitely be cooler than the final boss. But uh, it's at least as cool. What do you feel about Wart then? The eyeball, the giant eyeball with the bubbles around it. Uh, are we talking um, like Twilight Princess? No, no, no. That's also in uh, Great Bay Temple of Majora's Mask. There's two mini bosses in that one. Oh, okay, I I might just be confusing the two. Um, I also I think Ward is actually pretty pretty cool as well. Now that you met, you know what? Now that you mentioned, yes, I I can picture who that is. I think that yeah, I think he's pretty cool. So it's just so dumb. Like he's not really yeah. a fun boss <laughs> fight. That anything is better, <laughs> a giant eyeball or a frog. Is yeah, better. pretty. Pretty much. Um, I'm looking at uh, at pictures of Wart right now, and I, I I would almost be tempted to confirm that he might be cooler than Gyogre. So, you. okay. You. Whatever um, So we got one more honorable mention here, and uh, it is it's kind of a, it's this cheating a little bit, but whatever. Um, so we've got the Lynels and the Taluses 
and uh, Malduga from mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. And I would argue that all of those, in the right situation, in the right scenario, are much cooler than a lot of the Blights. I can think of two, actually three Lionel instances specifically, where, like, like specific Lionels um, that I thought were really cool. First in the Coliseum, obviously. I think that one's, like, a, just a very cool cinematic fight. Um, the second one, which is actually part of the story, so I guess this one is, like, technically, like, you know, officially counts as a mini boss, but like when you have to go and and get the uh, the shock arrows um, in Zora's domain. So I I think I think that might be a lot of people's first time running into a Lionel. I think it was mine, and I definitely remembered it because I was like, oh my god, this guy is like crazy powerful. Um, but one that really sticks out to me always is like I was in the like most northwest part of the map ever. I was I was walking through the snow in Hebra. It's like a desolate wasteland. And all of a sudden there is this Lionel just like stomping around over there. And I was like, what is this guy doing here? I can't believe this. And so I ended up fighting it. So it was very, very cool. Um, and of course I think that pretty much like all the, uh, the Molduga fights are very cool. Specifically like when you are uh, about to get into the divine beast, that that's a, such a cool sequence. So I, I put these on my list, and I know, I mean, I guess technically they could be quote-unquote overworld bosses, but the fact that you have to fight so many of them kind of makes them feel like not bosses to me. Um, And the Blights are cool each in their own way. It's just that they get really repetitive, and, you know, it just kind of gets boring, even though they all kind of have their own little gimmick. Um, so when you have something else to fight, when you only have four of those, but you have something else to fight in the overworld, like a ta- I, I personally really like fighting taluses. I find them really fun. Um, that's why my shirt in the merch store is Talus Jim. Just to do a little shill there, like Andy. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about? What do you think about Malice taluses? The Malice talus. The Malice talus. They were all right. Like I, to me, like any variation of the talus was fine. I just liked. I just I... liked them in general hated them hated yeah. them in age of calamity i thought they were the absolute worst. they were so hard like i i would rather fight almost anything versus a malice talus malice talus um I, the lionels are obviously awesome um and so are the moldugas they and there's only four of those so they feel more like more rare yeah. and like they're they're a pretty cool fight i i wouldn't it's hard to include the Hinoxes and Stalnoxes because there's just so many of them too and they're all just kind of lame. So yeah. I just I just think this was a good honorable mention for our list. Um, you know, there is a pretty cool... I think it's Age of Calamity. I don't think it's Breath of the Wild, but like you have to fight a uh, a Stall Hinox, or like a like a skeleton Hinox. And, uh Yeah, Stalnox, there we go. Um, and I want... I think it's, I think it's an Age of Calamity because I'm pretty sure that you fight him in the Lost Woods... Um, and that's a that's a very cool fight. So if I was gonna pick one, then you know maybe it could be that one. Understandable, but yeah, those are really cool and they're fun when you come across them. So. Um, all right, let's talk about our official list. These mini bosses are definitely no questions asked cooler than except for one. No questions asked cooler than the than the actual final bosses of the uh of of the dungeons that they reside in so let's start with the one that we had a little bit of contention with al because i did not put this on my list but you did i thought about it and i asked about it i asked our zelda dungeon writing staff i'm like what what are some mini bosses that you guys think are cooler than the regular bosses and 
lots and lots and lots of people said this, and I can see why. And we're talking about the Dark Knot from the Temple of Time from Twilight Princess. Now, I would argue, I do think that the Dark Knot is very cool. Um, however, that's too general of an enemy for me. Because, like, you'd be surprised how many dungeons throughout the series, like, the mini-boss is some form of a Dark Knot or a Lizalfos, or a, a big, high-powered Moblin, or something like that. Um, and by the way, we're, we're talking only mini-bosses specifically in dungeons. So if we're leaving out people like, uh, you know, the Great Decana Castle or whatever, that's just, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. But, um, yeah, so, the, the Dark Knight is, like, just a little bit too general for me. Um, but I do really like the, the way that the Dark Knights look in Twilight Princess. I think that that, they look very cool. Um, very, like, gothic, very, uh, uh, you know what they look is they look slim in that game. Like, Dark Knights are usually, like, these big hulking, you know, beefy dudes, and they, they look a little bit slim, they look a little bit more like killers in that game. Um, but I think a lot of people said that, because I think a lot of people, uh, think that Armagoma kind of sucks. And I'm, I'm not here to necessarily say that they're wrong, actually, but I have a little bit of a soft spot for Armagoma, and I don't know why... Maybe it's just because it's such an easy boss in the last... Basically, the last couple times since Twilight Princess HD came out that I've played Twilight Princess, I've been speedrunning it. So when you get an easy boss, it's just like, sweet! But uh, I kind of like that little guy. There's something very satisfying about like those big statues just being like, bonk! You know, and yep. smashing them. So, I, you know, I could see that, but I, I did not put him in my list because I, I have a little bit of a affinity... For Armagoma. Um, I think that Armagoma is cool. Um, it's like it's very creepy, giant spider with an eyeball on its belly kind of thing, and the the using of the statues, the giant statues to smash it, is awesome. It gets really goofy at the end with the eyeball, and Link makes that really dumb face. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is very easy, and I think the cool thing about the Dark Knight, what I like so much, is like it's your. I'm pretty sure. I haven't played Twilight Princess for a few years now, but I'm pretty sure it's your first time coming across a Dark Knight in that game. It is. And it is it, they're so cool looking, like so intimidating, so much larger than Link. And just like with this giant sword, really heavy blows. Like if you, if you get hit, he takes you out kind of thing. But then on top of that is when you break off all his armor, and I, we've had this in the past, but when you break off all his armor, he's still, like, this really imposing, like, murder dude. Fast, too. Is, and he's fast as heck. Yeah. And and he throws his sword at you <laughs> and yeah. pulls out another one. Yeah. He's just really cool. Like, the definition of cool. I, I feel like I, I love uh, Temple of Time in that game. That's one of my favorite of the dungeons it yep. feels less mature than some of the others but that's probably the point that i look forward to getting into that dungeon versus armagoma so i feel like if i'm looking more forward to the mini boss and the boss that makes it cooler it is cool too because like you you finally get the dark knot and like you've been going up and up and up and up and up to the temple of time and you finally get to like the peak the very top of temple of time and then like you you fight him and it's it's pretty cool because i'm like the rest of the dungeon you come back down with the big statue so it, it is uh it's, a, it's, again, it's a very cinematic fight, so very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next entry on our list here is uh, from Link's Awakening. And we have Mr. 
Rolling Bones from the Tail Cave. That is uh, Absurd Moldrum. And you know what? Moldrum is, is a fine guy. He's a he's a series staple. He's been in oh god three, four, five games. And uh, you, you know what you're gonna get with Moldrum. He's he's a uh, he's a big couple of balls together with a with a tail that you can hit. Yep. And that's fine. And he goes crazy. And in in Tail Cave in particular. This crazy Moldrum, after you hit him, can knock you off the arena and you fall down and you have to go all the way back and do it all over again. But Mr. Bones, Mr. Rolling Bones, is a very cool boss. He's kind of like a little blob, like a little boxer blob, almost. Like he, 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 he almost looks like Kirby. Almost. No. Kind of. Yep. So, so Mr. Mr. Bones has a, has a big mofo rod with spikes and he just pushes it at you, and um, you know you can you jump over it using uh, rock's feather, and it's a great use of your of your item. And uh, you jump over that bad boy, and you give him you know the how's your father, and that's the fight. And I would say that that's more, I would say that's a more engaging fight than the final boss fight or the final boss the, the final boss of the, of the dungeon, which unfortunately is Moldrum. And Moldrum is he's just doing his job. He's good. It's just that we've seen him before. We've seen him a lot. Yep. Um, and you know what you're going to get, and, you know? I can understand that feeling. Um, I haven't played this game in, like, three years now, but I do remember, um, I do remember the Rolling Bones guy, probably because he's really early on. Yes. I also remember him in the trailer, I think, like, the OG trailer for Link's Awakening. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I remember seeing him and being like, oh, that's cool, you can jump over that spike ball when you haven't been able to jump in Zelda for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also just understand what you're saying, that it's different, it's new, and it's not Moldrum. So, because, so, like you said, Moldrum, you, you know what you're getting. He's been everywhere. And you know it's weak spot. It's not as exciting. Yeah. He really does look like Kirby. I just Googled him, and he's yep. a very creepy-looking <laughs> guy. Um, but, yeah, I just, like, I, I think that, um, I think that just anything that Link's Awakening does that's... How do I word this properly? I respect what Link's Awakening does that's unique and not taken from A Link to the Past. Because a lot of enemies are, are obviously lifted from A Link to the Past. And, and you know, no no shame in that. But I do have, like, respect for the the sprites and characters and stuff like that that, that are original to uh, this game. And I think that Rolling Bones is, uh, is very underrated in that regard. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, should we move on to the one that uh, that inspired this list, which is Dan Goro? Yeah. That's a cool that. fight. And I think that the fact that when you're fighting Zant at the end of the game, and he's going through all the different boss phases and stuff like that, I think that it says a lot that Zant goes into the Dan Goro boss fight and does not go into the Fyrus boss fight. Um, but Dan Goro is a very cool fight. It makes use of all of your different items. You've got, like, the incredible cinematic... Uh, you know, space that you're in, you're in a volcano, you're literally above the lava, you, you're trying to, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but almost, like, it, it almost seems like your, your experience hurting goats has paid off, because when the goats come running at you, and you got to grab them by the horns, and you got to throw them behind you, well, that's what you got to do with Dangoro as well, and you got to throw them right into the lava, and you can only do that by wearing your, uh, steel boots, which, of course, adhere you to the magnetic ground. So it's it's kind of like a bunch of different payoff on a bunch of different levels. And 
you kind of got this this cool looking enemy like enemy um, because Dan Goro is really someone that you're trying to rescue. So it's a very cool fight, and uh, you know I I think that I think that it just again is just kind of like. It's a cool fight, but it's helped that the final boss is, like, really weak. I would say that Fyrus is, like, for sure the worst boss in Twilight Princess. I agree with that. I mean, Fyrus is just pretty simple. You just, you know, use your iron boots to hold him down. You knock him yeah. over and hit his, hit his head, like, three times, and then you're done. It's um, very underwhelming. Yeah. So, and, like, I, I get it. He's imposing. He's fiery. He's, like, being possessed, <laughs> I guess, is and it's fine but like dangoro it's at this cool arena you know the floor looks awesome because it's all magnetic you're trying not to be pushed into the lava you do some of the sem the uh, sumo steps and stuff and then like you said the the herding of the goat stuff and it's just it's just cool and you have to be a little bit more strategic about it where you step where you move because yeah. any wrong move he'll knock you off that platform so i it's i think that's a very fun uh mini boss fight that definitely is better and you look forward to more so than virus yes i think that some people might have uh an affinity for virus because if uh if i'm not mistaken virus actually showed up in the original twilight princess trailer like when they revealed the game existed at all and so like i think that some people thought that was cool because like for a long time you were looking at that image of him like hulking up and then he set on fire and stuff like that but yeah the actual boss fight is just it's very lame like it's it's simple the setting is lame. The design of Fyrus, I think, is lame. It's, it, it, yeah, it's it's a, it's a misstep in a game that really has very strong bosses almost consistently throughout. I, I would say, like, actually, like, by, like, a wide mile, I, I think that he's the worst boss. Like, I know that some people, we already talked about Armagoma. Some people don't love Armagoma, but, I mean, at least that setting is cool. It uses your item in a cool way. It's, it's I don't know. I think Fyrus is... Not the best. Not the best. I agree. No. Uh, okay, let's talk about the uh, another boss that immediately came to mind for me, and I, I think probably for a lot of people when we said that we were going to be talking about this topic today of many bosses that were cooler than the final boss. And, of course, I am talking about Dark Link in the Water Temple yes. being cooler yes. than Morpha. So I want to talk about Morpha first, actually. I, I don't mind Morpha at all. I think that the concept is kind of cool, actually. I like that... Uh, I like the arena that that fight takes place in. I like that the way that you use the hookshot to get Morpha. And I really like being able to take Morpha out and just smish-smash him in the corner and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, do that do that uh, strategy, if you will, to beat Morpha quickly. Um, so there's, n there's actually no shade against that fight. But... I mean, the presentation of the Dark Link fight is just so awesome. So awesome. It's it's very cinematic, too. It's just, it's just there's a lot more oomph to it than the Morpha fight. You kind of are just fighting this weird bacteria kind of thing that's yeah. inside goopy water. And then it, like, lifts you up and throws you around a bit. So it's, like, okay. The Morpha, the Morpha fight's okay. But Dark Link is just so cool. And that was our first time seeing Dark Link since, what, Zelda 2? Yeah. Or was it... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which if you didn't play Zelda 2 like me before you played Ocarina of Time, this was your first time with Dark Link. Oh, I think it was lots of people's first, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so 
it's like you come into this room and this mirage takes place and you're in this like weird scape with a single tree and your shadow all of a sudden leaves you or your reflection leaves you because you're walking on water mm -hmm. and he's against the tree and he's mimicking all of your moves and if you don't know that you shouldn't be locking onto him he he can oh, outwit you my god yeah. if you don't know that which we didn't when we first played it he'll outwit you and he'll destroy you so it was such a cool fight. And then, like, the, the cool stuff where you would, like, jab at him and he'd jump on your sword and, like, stare down yeah. at you and taunt you was just, like, so awesome. So this is definitely a, a much more, uh, like, involved, awesome, cool fight than Morpha. And, it, and like I was saying earlier, I feel like if you are looking forward more to the mini-boss than the boss, that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, very Tough fight. Tough fight. Yeah. Um, I, I sometimes even still struggle with it. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to always use Din's Fire, one after the other after the other, just to oh, yeah, yeah. get rid of them. Because that mm -hmm. is a guaranteed hit. But of course, there's like, I don't even know, there's like eight Dark Links or whatever. Um, strategy that works okay is using the Megaton Hammer. Um, but yeah, very very cinematic. Kind of reminiscent almost of when you get to the moon in Majora's Mask with a single tree. So uh, yeah, very, very cool fight. And I, I think a, a no-brainer for ones that are cooler than the final bosses. Um, okay. Let's go back to... Let's go back to Link's Awakening. And let's talk about Eagle's Tower. And I would argue that the final boss in Eagle's Tower, the evil eagle, is pretty lame. I think that... and But let me explain why I think that that's lame. The way that I play Link's Awakening is typically I will do turtle rock first so i'll get the fire rod and then i will do eagle's tower last uh that's the last dungeon of the game and when you have the fire rod you can roast this guy like a turkey on thanksgiving in two hits two hits is what it takes to beat the evil eagle um and even if you don't have that it's still kind of just like a lame fight he's just flying from every corner at you and it's just kind of like meh um but the Grim Creeper, I think, is a very cool fight because he's like, I mean, first of all, his name is the Grim Creeper. So that's pretty awesome right there. But he has like a symphony of, I don't know if it's bats or ravens. I'm going to look this up. Uh, I'm going to look this up real, real quick right now. But he has like this symphony of like birds that fly at you. And Sorry? I think it's called, they're called Big Keys. Big Keys. Oh, well, I guess. They're yeah, just that, like that a large keys. Um. Yeah, it, it's very it's very cool. He's like he's kind of like a I don't know, kind of like a Stalfos almost. Uh, it's uh, he's conducting like he's he's conducting the symphony or something like that, and they fly in at specific ways that he that he uses his little thing. Uh, it's a very cool fight and uh, definitely cooler than the Evil Eagle. Definitely cooler than that. So I had to look him up just to remind myself of this guy. Um, it's so funny that I was talking to Catherine about this yesterday that these bosses they say stuff and they, they actually talk to you <laughs> compared to a lot of bosses I love that, that. They talk to. Yeah, I think it's it's funny they would just say the goofiest stuff. But anyways, I'm looking at the pictures of him and I'm kind of remembering. Um, but also I think it's important this there's an image, the in game sprite of Grim Creeper riding evil eagle. Kinda makes me think like if the mini boss is riding the big boss kind of feels like one is in charge of the other so wouldn't you rather fight the grim creeper at the end than the his his steed i mean you probably know? 
Yeah. Uh, I, I would have certainly switched them around for sure. I, yeah. I guess it makes sense to fight the evil eagle at the top of Eagle's Tower. So, I guess. Uh, you know. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that that one is definitely cooler than, uh, you know, than the final boss. Um, as well as I think this one is also definitely cooler. And that is Majora's Mask Stone Tower Temple fighting Gomez. And I think that the yeah. Twin Mold fight is pretty good. I think it's pretty good. It's vastly different in Majora's Mask 3D than it is in, like, the N64 version. And I can't really recall a lot of the N64 version right now. But uh, I know that in the 3D version, you get the giant mask. You do get to be giant, and it's very cool. But the thing about that is it just feels like like regular, like a regular battle. Like, it's, it, being giant doesn't really change anything. It's kind of like when you're playing the Minish Cap. For the most part, when you're a Minish, it's like everything is just the same. It's just, you can see like a, I don't know, something that should be small and it's big. You don't even see that in this fight. It's just like, you're in a sandbox arena, you're kind of doing some wrestling moves and that's, that's kind of it. Um, whereas I think that, I think that the Gomez fight is like pretty cool, but I think that it's the, the presentation of this guy that is really like what puts it over the top. Cause he's got like this, this really badass, like, red cape or whatever, and he, he just looks like this, like, creepy vampire. Um, so I, I, I think that uh, that fight alone is almost better, or that reason right there is alone is almost better than the ending boss, but it's also kind of a nice payoff of, like, all of the, like, the Garrow fights that you've been doing at the time. I, I think it's insinuated that he might be, like, a leader or, like, a, a big part of the Garrow clan or whatever um he's covered in bats so he's kind of yeah he just he's very cool it's a very cool fight um doesn't have like the most cinematic like arena to fight in mm -hmm. but I think that his actual like presentation is very very cool yeah I, I mean I can understand why people would like twin mold um if you're talking about arena, cinematography, all that kind of stuff, the fact that you can grow large in the fight, Twin Mold. But my my issue with Twin Mold is again, it's Moldorm. Like it's just it's just another version yeah, of pretty much yeah. And so while it is kind of cool and different from other, um, you know, Moldorms we fought in the past, it's also kind of forgettable. Um, this might just be because I don't care for Stone Tower Temple as much as I do for the other temples, the other bosses. Mm -hmm. I just find that that dungeon not that fun i find the boss not that fun but i think gomez is kind of cool because it kind of ties into that the the goro stuff and it's like the odd like um culture around that area so it i felt like that tied in better to the scenery and to the like the gist of that yeah. temple than moldorm than twin mold you know so i just thought that part was cooler and made more sense than fighting another Moldorm, basically. I kind of like using, like, the the light arrows to to get this guy, too. Um, yeah. It, it, he literally looks like Death from Castlevania. Like, mm -hmm. if you actually look at a picture of Gomez, he he literally, like, he has the same kind of cloak that's made of bats. He has the, like, the scythe. He, he looks like kind of a more friendly, cartoony version of Death from Castlevania, so... I, yeah, I, I think that he's definitely cooler than, than Twin Mold. Yeah, you know, you're totally right. It's basically it's basically a Moldorn fight. Like, it's, I don't know, kind of been there, done that. Um, let's talk about our last one here, Al. Because I was hesitant to put this on. But I think 
And I actually, I don't know that I'm willing to say that it's cooler than the final fight, but I know that a lot of people would, and I think it definitely has its merits. And I'm talking about Skurvo from the Sandship in Skyward Sword. And uh, I want to talk, do you want to talk about Tentalus first, or do you want to talk about Skurvo? I mean, let's talk about Tentalus. Okay. You know, the love child of Mike Wazowski and Sylvia from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah, you know, if Tentalus just looked a little bit cooler... A little bit more intimidating. That would be, I don't know. I, like I, I think that's a fantastic boss fight. I think that boss fight is like one of the best in the game. Probably only behind uh, Cloctus in that game. It's so, it's 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 so Pirates of the Caribbean. You have like the Kraken arm shooting throughout the ship. You have you got to run back. There's barrels falling. You got to shoot. It's it's an awesome fight. It's awesome. The only thing that's just kind of immersion breaking is when he pops back up and it's like this Monsters Inc. looking thing, and you're just like, ugh. Yeah. I, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not campaigning for like Twilight Princess esque, uh, you know, level of of gothic realism, but we could have done something maybe a little bit more different. Just, he's just kind of goofy looking, you know. Yeah. For such a cool dungeon, too. So I personally think that the fight is just okay. I, I wouldn't even rank it very high, to be honest. It's just okay. And he's just kind of goofy looking. But Skurvo, Skurvo very cool. is very cool. Very intimidating. Um, he Like, the more he pushes you back, the more you're like, I'm gonna die, you know, versus Tentalus, where you just kind of, you can avoid him pretty easily. Um. And it also utilizes a lot of the uh, sword skills that you've been learning up until that point. Your shield skills as well, if you are like me and you use your shield to fight him. Um, but it like it makes you be strategic about where you hit him, what you do with him, so that you can knock him off the plank. And I just think he's just so cool looking, so different. Ties in really well to the little uh, robot pirates, yes. you know, in their, in their sand ship. I, it like just it's very well done and i just like that by it so much more than tentalus so much more okay I, I i don't know if i could say so much more because uh I like guess. i said i love i love the setting i love everything about the tentalus fight i like the actual like fight i love the setting i love the i love everything until you actually see tentalus and then it's just kind of like <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> but so i mean i get that yeah i i i don't necessarily disagree either this is a very cool fight. It's like, walk the plank. Like, that's very cool. Like, you're, you know, you, you're you literally having, like, a, a showdown with this guy. Um, it's a very, very, it's, it's it's a very cool fight. It's very, like, swashbuckling. Um, it's a cool, it's a cool presentation. It fits, like you said, extremely well with the Sandship aesthetic. So, you know, what's not to like? And I see statues of this guy everywhere. Almost every single EB that I go into, which is GameStop for you Americans, has this statue of uh, of this guy left over from the Skyward Sword. I'd say Moss has a couple, if not just the one, but he has yeah. a couple of this of this guy, it, or maybe even Dreadfuse. I can't remember, but yeah, he's a cool statue to have. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually don't have that one. I should I should probably pick it up. But I wasn't like I wasn't. Uh, I like Skirvo, but I wasn't like the you know big Skirvo fan, so maybe that's why I haven't. Um, but yeah, there we go. Those are the ones that are definitively cooler than their uh, their final boss their counterparts. I, I, I think we could also potentially argue or maybe mention, I think Dead Hands in the Shadow Temple 
could be a consideration. Cool. Although I think Bongo Bongo is like a super awesome fight. Yeah, it's hard to beat Bongo Bongo, but Dead Hand is definitely unique and scary and creepy and horrible. So uh, in a good way. I think that uh, um, I think it was Dancing Dragon Dungeon. Moss brought up that you fight like a tiger in that dungeon, which I completely forget. But I'll take his yep. word for it, and uh, yeah. we can mention that as well. Um, and I think I ooh, I had one more as uh, as we were talking here. It was probably it was from Lake's Awakening again. It was uh, it wasn't rolling bones, but it was like punching bones. The guy with like the punching bags, and if he gets you, he can send you back to the beginning of the dungeon, which is evil. Yep. Very. I kind of also like the uh, the stall masters from Skyward Sword. I think that they're super intimidating and cool looking, especially when you get them down to their final phase and they're extremely fast and creepy and scary. Yeah. So I like those guys. I, I wouldn't say they're ever as cool as their boss fights, but they're still cool. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's our list. Tell us what you think of our list. I'm sure that we missed uh, a bunch of, Oh yeah. A I'm bunch sure. of them. Yeah. Um, those are the ones that we thought of off the top of our head. We, we tried to do a little bit of research into it. We found out that I, I actually didn't know this. I found out that mini bosses did not exist in uh, a link to the past which seems weird. You know what I do want to say, though? One thing that I absolutely hate, uh, which is... Uh, and I'm looking at the Wind Waker, and the Wind Waker is guilty of this. But also, A Link Between Worlds is guilty of this. And that is using bosses as mini-bosses later in the game. I yeah, okay. hate that. I hate it. It dilutes the bosses by making them mini-bosses. I... Ugh. Don't like I that it. practice. I get it. I like it, but I get it. But maybe to counter that, we should mention that in Wind Waker... Well, I don't know. Would you say that Phantom Ganon is like a mini-boss of Forsaken Fortress? Is that... Because you do fight uh, him at Forsaken Fortress, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I like fighting him as slow as possible because the music during that portion is really cool. But he's pretty quick to beat. So. Yeah. Okay, well, I, it's a cool... It's cool anyways. I think yeah. that that's a cool presentation. Um yep. So yeah, let us know what you think of our list. And if we missed anybody, I'm sure we did. Let us know over on Discord, Twitter. You can leave a comment on our podcast. There you go. Um, five days and uh, 21 hours now. Yeah. Now, 21 hours. Until I the know. Zelda Dungeon Marathon. That is going to be so much fun. Seven days of nothing but Zelda. If there is a type of Zelda game that you can think of, it's going to be there. Uh, we got the oddities. We've got Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. We've got the, both the CDI games. Uh, in fact, we've got three CDI games that that are going Zelda's on. Adventure as well. Yep. We've got different ROM hacks of uh, Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. We've got different ways of playing that. We have got games with gimmicks. We've got Breath of the Wild Bingo. We've got two people playing one game and using two Joy Cons. We we have a ton of different uh, stuff going on. It's gonna be lots of fun. You can uh, you can tune in and in between games there's uh, there's segments uh, to uh, you know put a little bit of a spotlight on some of the members there. We'll have trivia. We'll have name that tune. We'll have our live episode of the Zelda Cast with David from another Zelda podcast. So that is going to be absolutely awesome. Really looking forward to that. It's gonna be a fun time. So make sure that you are tuning in. That is over on uh, Zelda Dungeon's Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Zelda Dungeon. And uh, yeah, you can you can get your merch. All that merch, if you buy any of it, is going to go right to uh, 
right to the Starlight Children's Foundation. So that is uh, that is very cool, and you can look very cool while you're doing it. Um, we have got the uh, the official Zelda Dungeon theme song that uh, Marcus Hedges put out, which is awesome. So you should go listen to that. Tons of tons of stuff going on. Tons of great stuff. Yeah, so much. I'm, I'm excited. excited. Yes, it's a good time right now. Well, the next time that we talk to each other, Al, it's going to be in person. Yay! I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, Okay, everybody, we are going to get out of here until next week. Don't miss that super show. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Check us out over on Twitter. I'm at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. And we are at the ZeldaCast. We stream our episodes every week over on Twitch at uh, T twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. Uh, you can check us out wherever you get your, your podcasts. Like, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you feel like uh, doing that. That would be very cool. Uh, we will talk to everybody next week live from the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Until then, everybody, have a great week. Take care. <laughs>